This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Sunday, August 12th, the boys are back after a little vacay, much-needed vacay time, catching rays, drinking beers with the boys. It's Cat here, Hal is still on vacay, but we have Drew. Drew is in the building. What's up, G? Not too much. Had a good day out on the lake. Yep, yep. Summer, Summer's all about that lake life, right? Like, if I'm not at the uh, rink, I just want to be on, like, Thorpe's boat fishing, just pretending like, oh, God damn it, like, I'm in the NHL, check out my sick boat, like... People come by, immediately take control of the conversation, so they think that I own the boat, but I totally don't. That's, like, my go-to. Just I'm, I'm such a premier pretender, it's out of this world. You own the boat, not your friend, not your dad. It's mm-hmm. your boat. It's my boat, but it's not yeah. my boat, because I can't afford a boat. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. my life. <laughs> now, it's, now it's depressing. But uh, we're going to kind of go over a couple things uh, that have happened over the last couple weeks. Take your Twitter questions. Uh, Patty B Hotline, we got our uh, Laga Sports Heroes and Zeros, our top three summer moments. But before we get into this, I just want to give a quick shout out to JRZ Bags. They're up in Canada. They sent us uh, a couple morning skate hockey bags, and they're the fucking real deal. Like, dead ass. I'm going to write a blog about it. Uh, super nice quality. Not that expensive. This is the type of bag that like you guys would want if you, if you guys still play competitively, or even if you have a beer league teams that are kind of looking for something like that. Like, that would be a spot to check it out. Uh, check it. Just head on a swivel for a blog about that this week. And the next thing is make sure you head over to the Morning Skate store. You can go on our website, and there's a little main menu button that says store there. You click on there. Head over, check out our merch. Uh, If you type in TMS promo, I think you save like 25% off, something like that. So uh, check it out. It's either 25 or 5, either or. But uh, without further ado, hop right into it. NHL and the news play. All right, NHL in the news, we have a, a few things to kind of get into. Uh, number one thing, at least for this week, that's been kind of talked about, is Brady Kachuk intends to sign a contract to play with the Ottawa Senators. A little bit shocking, uh, but at the same time, it isn't because it's the Senators and they're, they're just kind of a clusterfuck. I can see how they would want their number one pick to come in there and try to help you know, save a little bit, maybe increase ticket sales, stuff like that, but I don't really know if that's the best uh, 
best thing for Brady to do right now? That that was a big question draft night. They were talking to his, his brother Matthew and his dad Keith about what they wanted him to do. And Matthew seemed to be like very headstrong on getting Brady into the NHL where, where Keith kind of took a different approach. Gee, what do you have on this? Is this is this classic centers? Is this the right move to get Brady Kachuk playing up immediately? Is he ready for it? Like, what do you have on this? Because I, I say that, but if he was with the Rangers, I would want him to play immediately too. So it's it's one of those things. What do you have? Yeah. See, at first I was a little skeptical on this too, as far as from his view, his point of view, because I get it for the Senators. They need anything to be excited about. They've had probably the worst nine months in franchise any franchise history ever with on ice, off ice. So they need the excitement. They need their fans, something to get their fans to the games. And, you know, I thought he might need the time to – because he was going to play at what, BU at college? I think, yeah, I think he was going to stay at BU for a year. You know, he might need need more development. Development might be better for him, especially since it's not like they're going to be competing for the playoffs or a cup. But then, you know, they're, they're such a mess that – you think he's able to slip into a top six role there and, you know, really develop a lot this first year? You know, it could be a – if he's someone who can deliver under under the pressure and get thrown right into the fire, all the power to him. I say go for it. Opportunities there in Ottawa. Yeah. No, I, th- I think so. I'm so bad at, like, with the whole developing players. Like, in, in any sort of video game, I just kind of put them on the first line and see, you know, see how they pan out and shit like that. But in real life, you yeah. never really fucking know what, what is good and what's not good. Um, there's there's tons of bloggers and people out there that think they have the right answers, but the people that write answers generally are the people with with the uh, with the organization. Having said that, the Ottawa or- Ottawa Senators organization is the absolute worst. So maybe I I just I I don't know. If I were the Senators, another thing, I don't know if I'd want to burn one of the years of his contract so soon, just because Eric Carlson's going to be out. You know, you're you're really going to give him three years and then what? Like if you're still a dumpster fire, the last thing he wants to do is resign there. I would almost want him to play at BU another year so I could try to figure out what the fuck I'm doing with my team before I had him up wasting one of those years. That that would be my like devil's advocate to that. But yeah. as, a, as a as a fan, like if I was a Senators fan, I would be pumped to see Brady Kachuk play. I would want him up there. And it's one of those things where if they didn't play him with the Senators this year, that'd just be one more thing that fans would be pissed off about. So it, it could kind of go either way. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and the things he on his first three-year contract, he's an RFA at the end of that, not a UFA. So he does, after this first contract, he will have to sign back there unless they trade his rights. Or offer sheet. R- true, right. But it is another year earlier that, you know, that ends, and then his next contract will, too, end. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's risky no matter what you do. Uh, <clears throat> like the Rangers' first-round pick, he's not playing this year. He's playing over in the KHL. I doubt Oliver Wolstrom's going to play. I bet Zadino Zadino play the the Canadians kid will play Rasmus will play it so I don't know it, it it is it is what it is but good luck to Brady Kachuk I love I love American players his dad was a fucking savage so I'm about that uh, moving on my team the New York Rangers they signed their RFA's kind of went kind of went dark there for a little bit and then they announced that they're coming out and they signed a new puppy his name is Ranger and the entire year the Rangers fans are gonna watch this dog uh, develop to become a service dog. I'm going to let you talk about it first, and then I'm going to kind of give you my take on it. Do you, what, what do you have on the Rangers bringing a puppy in? Uh, all right, so I didn't know it's because he's training to be a service dog. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's not just like a like a Rangers puppy, dog yeah. that will be around with, like, Dancing Larry forever. Like, this dog's going to be a service dog and then eventually move on. I 
personally love the move. I don't think, I mean, it's not going to do much for as far as actual hockey fans. But I think <laughs> it's more it's more towards the non-hockey fans or the fans on the edge, you know, something they can relate to, pull them in. I, I don't see a bad thing about it. I, you know, I'm good with it. So, to me, I think this is an absolute genius PR move by the New York Rangers. Uh, not only are you going to be providing a service dog in the world, the Rangers, there's a lot of questions with them this year, dude. You don't really know where they're going to finish. And if they're, let's say they're having a dog shit year and Henrik Lundqvist can't stop a puck, Mark Stahl's playing first-line power play minutes, people are going to be pissed off. But you want to know what won't piss them off? They can be so angry, ready to throw their t- their remote at the TV, and then all of a sudden, a little yellow lab pops up on the screen wearing the home blues, and all that anger that you just had just completely leaves, and you're like, you want to know what? Like, I'm okay with this. We got a puppy here. Like, I know our season's not going too good, but let's see if he let's see if he can speak on command or, sh- or shake paws. Like, I I am so on board with this. I think this is genius. Um. I, I love it, I, and it's something that hopefully, because <coughs> the Rangers, there's, I don't know. To me personally, I feel like you you watch the Bruins, right, and you have like behind the B and shit yeah. like that, where like you can see the players interact and shit. Like, the, I don't know for whatever reason the Rangers just don't do that. Like, I wish they did. Like, I wish I could see fucking Zuccarello weekly and like Leas Anderson and Mika Zbinejad spinning the DJ tables. Like, I wish that happened. So hopefully, this is like a step into kind of seeing what's going on behind like. Behind the doors. Yeah. That's my take on it. But, all right, moving on. Uh, porn all, All-time porn star Mia Khalifa, her boob popped during uh, during the playoffs last year. Apparently, she got hit by a puck. There's a, there's a lot of uh, conspiracy theories that this is a bunch of bullshit because she was standing behind the glass, but I'm just going to kind of go with it that it actually did happen. Her boob, her boob pops um, during the playoffs, and her team, the Washington Capitals, wins. The only thing I my real takeaway from this is block shots win championships, right? <laughs> yep. I mean, what what do you have on that? All right, when this first came out, this didn't this came out like a couple weeks after the fact, right? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't immediate. I, the overall mainly the thing this did for me was just raise questions because it was a couple weeks after, so was it did she just find out or did the public just find out? And I don't, how, I don't know how that all works. Could she not tell it first? That's, I just had a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. But um, like, how does that? How do how do boobs get popped? Is that like a real thing? Is that just like a fake boob thing? Or if it was a real boob thing, do, do real boobs get popped? No, no, no. That's definitely just a fake boob thing. Only a fake boob thing. So a real boob. If you hit a real boob really hard with a hockey puck, that thing isn't gonna just fucking explode. <laughs> I don't think so. I I don't know anything about like. I, I I know like I know grip and like level of firmness, but yeah. when, it, when it comes to like them being impacted by rubber pucks, I'm lost. I think it's a fake boob thing, and I'm pretty sure whatever they put in there pops. But then again, I didn't see this art headline until like a couple weeks after the last game was played. So it was could she did it pop? But she wasn't sure. Was it? You no, know, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how the whole thing works. It's it's definitely confusing, right? Because yeah. I I don't know. I I think it's it's great for the Capitals. Um, you know, just another player for them. If there was a porn star that like the Rangers and her boob popped and we won a Stanley Cup, I'd probably immediately like get a T shirt of her or something. Like something something for sure to rally around. Mia Cleaver's yeah. obviously seen some shit in her day, and I, I'm just glad that you know 
that she was able to to be a part of something historic for Washington, and I th- I think she deserves a day with the cup. Do you rank? Who do you rank higher, her for that or the boob girl on the glass? Ooh, you know right? you want to know what? Like, <clears throat> I think Mia Khalifa blocking that shot plays right into me always saying block shots win championships. But the girl on the glass, we still don't know who that is, and that in That's- itself is a fucking just. What a story. That should be an ESPN 30 for 30. The girl who showed her tits, nobody has any idea who she is. To a national audience. Seriously. Like, what What a ballsy move on that girl. Right out of Slapshot. I love that. But a <laughs> lot, lot of boobs this offseason. I'm not against it. Uh, moving on. Goldberg, the goalie from Mighty Ducks. Sean Weiss. Huge, huge fat kid. Philly. You know, goalie Goldberg uh, trying to help Julie the Cat with her diet. I mean, this guy's gone off the rails. He just got arrested. He's, uh, I don't know how old he is. His name is Sean Weiss. He's, I don't know. Have you seen a picture of this fucking guy? He looks like he's 80 years old. I saw the mugshot, right? Yeah, that's a rough, this isn't the first time he's been arrested. Uh, Papa wrote a blog about this, and I think he kind of nailed it in regards to, you see all these, like, younger kids get all this glory when they're younger, and then they wind up, like, looking like this guy. Like, that's a rough look. That is I a think, terrible look. I'm looking at his picture right now, and I'm just, like, getting very, un- very uncomfortable. The, the uh, only thing I have to say about this is I'm highly disappointed. I'm uh, not surprised, just disappointed. Oh, yeah, like, as a parent, like, listen, I'm not yeah. angry at you. It's just, like, <clears throat> I thought you could be better. Yeah. I mean, poor, poor fucking guy. Who who was, like, your top, give me, like, your top three favorite uh, characters in Mighty Ducks? Oh, my God. Don't you remember last podcast I was on, we struggled through this with our three stars? Oh, good call. Good call. I'm, I That one's on me, dude. I didn't mean to put you through that. We'll move on. <laughs> that one's on me. Last subject in NHL in the news, we got shout-out to Jerome McGinley for a Hall of Fame career. McGinley hung him up in almost 1,600. Well, he has 1,554 games played. He had 625 goals, 675 assists for 1,300 points. This guy was a fucking warrior, man. Back in 02, he put up 96 points, 98 points in 08, and the guy would fight. I'll never forget that fight. Well, it was him and uh, Le Cavalier, right? They went Le at Cavalier, it. Yeah, yep, in the finals. Mm-hmm. I yep. I wish I wish this guy won a cup. That's probably the the, the worst part about this entire thing because he just battled, yeah. dude. He he was a fucking gamer. I mean, last year, well, actually, it wasn't last year, was it? No, never mind. But he he hangs him up. I think he's a fucking <coughs> Hall of Famer immediately. What what do you have on Jerome again? Jerome Aginla. Also, one other thing, I forget what uh what video game it was, but my favorite video game is him on the cover. Oh, I think I know what one you're talking about. <coughs> I'll look at like. Oh, three or oh, or later. I'll look it up right now. So my thing on Aginla... 2003. Was 03? 03. Being a big Bruins fan goes back to... Remember when he snubbed the trade to Boston? Mm-hmm. And chose to go to Pittsburgh instead? Mm-hmm. And then Boston knocked him out in the, in the Eastern Finals? Yep, so you have a little bad blood there. Well, no, because... Uh, hold on. See... He goes to Boston that year. That's his cup. They lost to Chicago in six. You have someone like a Gimlin out there. They're up in, they were up in the series two to one. What you year was that when he went to Pittsburgh? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was still a pretty good fucking player. You have a Gimlin 
on that team when they're up 2-1 against Chicago. Boston wins the cup. He gets his cup that year. Mm-hmm. Next year, he comes to Boston, puts up 30 goals, 30. 31 assists for 61 points. I didn't know he played that well for you guys. Yep, played great with David Krejci. Krejci, Lucci, Chigima, great line. And uh, line. They ended up getting upset by Montreal. They won the President's Trophy that year with him. Mm-hmm. And they got upset by Montreal in the second round. And I firmly believe if they beat Montreal that year, they were going to win the Cup. Mm-hmm. But he's a little bit such so as... He's got that history with Boston. I love what he did in Boston. I hated him. I hated him for about three months when he was in <laughs> Yeah. But once he came to Boston, he did well. And I really wanted to see him win a cup. It's a shame he didn't. I was hoping he was going to get a comeback this year. Some team. You know, he's, he was uh, practicing with the Providence Bruins there. No. I like didn't know that. A couple months. Yeah. Did he just not play this year and he just decided to retire? Because I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn. That sucks. Yeah, and I was really, they didn't take him for Team Canada either, which really was disappointing for the Olympics. I cannot believe they didn't take him for Team Canada. That fucking blows my mind. Him him or Shane Doan. They're both better than fucking Brian Gianta going to the U.S. team. Exactly. Jesus. Yep. How, do you, how do you not get Shane Doan a fucking gold medal, dude? Right. Shane Doan and Iginla both played in the NHL last year and did not go to the Olympics. I don't know if I'm a big fan of that. Actually, that kind of pisses me off. Uh, there, were, I forget what the videos were, but there used to be this guy who used to make like uh, kind of like cartoon sort of videos, and they they had this one song, and it was about like the uh, Team Canada team. I think back in 2010, maybe. And you know the song was like "Get out the way, oh, get out the way, oh," and and they had yep. like Jerome Ginla pretend to sing that song, and it was one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen in my life. So I'll yeah. always remember that. Shout out to Ginla, he's a fucking true warrior. Sorry you couldn't get your cup. Shit happens. Uh, but that that was NHL in the news this week. Now we're gonna kind of we're gonna hop right into our Twitter questions. So Drake, play the music. Yeah, trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Thanks, Drake. All right, Twitter question time. We got two of them. <coughs> First question: Baby buffs. What teams could potentially land Tyler Sagan once his contract is up? Is he still in Dallas after the trade deadline? What are your thoughts? This is a great question. Um, as a Rangers fan, as, as somebody who wants a true number one center, I would love to get Tyler Sagan. I don't know if that would really be in the cards. When it, when it comes to the whole trade deadline, that com- I think that completely depends on how Dallas is doing this year. If Dallas is, is playoff bound, they got Jim Montgomery, the new head coach. If, if, they're, if they're fucking wheeling and dealing like... I could see Tyler Sagan saying, okay, maybe I'll come back here. But at the same time, I mean, you remember this. Didn't the Bruins have to hire, like, a security guard to walk into the rink because he wore the same clothes to the rink, like, three days in a row in the playoffs? Like, this guy loves being around, like, the limelight, partying hard and shit like that. So that's why I think New York would be a great place for him to go. But what do you have on Sagan? See, on those rumors, I've heard those rumors, and I've heard that those weren't true and all that. But, uh... Hey, I think he's still he's still very good friends with a lot of players in Boston. <laughs> okay, dude. Saying David David Krejci's getting old. Him and Brad Marchand are boys. Ooh, wouldn't that be nice? A reunion. He's a little more mature. Holy shit! Could you New imagine? Management. Could you imagine if Krejci hangs him up and then fucking Sagan comes in and fills that number two? Yeah. No, oh, I, man. honestly, I don't. I like him in Dallas. I see. I can easily see him signing long term in Dallas. If he goes somewhere else, I honestly have no idea what would be a spot for him to land. 
He is from Toronto, <laughs> but Toronto has yeah, Toronto, stacked at the center position. They wouldn't be able to do that. A team that would uh, I'd kind of have my eye on. You saw them kind of really try to free up some cap space this year. Maybe he goes to San Jose. Oh yeah, yeah. There, that would be a spot. One center away from being, yeah. Something, but again, this all depends. If if Dallas isn't in the playoffs, come trade deadline, he's not signed. You got to trade him. You just you saw what just happened to John Tavares. You can't just bank on this guy resigning with your team. So yeah. that's gonna be interesting. That's gonna be quite quite the thing. If he goes to New York, I'd be pumped. But who knows? I I did see the Boston thing on Twitter. Someone said, "Could you imagine a Boston Sagan reunion?" <laughs> that'd be that'd be huge for you guys. That would yeah. be monumental. But uh, our buddy Brennan wants to know: Are you guys worried about the East with the potential of Carlson and Tampa and now Tavares on the Leafs, especially because the Bruins had a rough time with them this past season? Damn, shots fired. Uh, I mean, if Carlson goes to Tampa, it's gonna be it's just gonna be a battle between the Tampa, the Bolts, and the Leafs. Having said that, when you get to the playoffs, you there's upsets all the time. There's as if you're in the playoffs, it's anybody's game. I mean, obviously there's there's some favorited teams over the others, but look what Vegas did this year. They weren't supposed to do shit, and they made it all the way to the fucking Cup final. So, uh, and the and the one thing about Tampa. They go out and they get who they get. They get McDonough. They get JT Miller. They really tried to solidify all their lines. I thought they were a powerhouse. Of for sure, they're just gonna fucking run the table. And and I don't I don't know if McDonough was hurt this year, but he didn't really look all that great. Even when he was with the Rangers, he didn't really yeah. look that great. Uh, I don't know. They I I would imagine they'd have to move somebody in order to get Carlson in Tampa as well. Uh, Tavares on the Leafs, that's going to be not fair. I mean, that that team's going to be really good. But at the same time, there's a lot of questions in, on the back end. And Freddie Anderson, when Freddie Anderson's on, he's one of the best goalies in the league. And when he's off, he's fucking brutal. And, you know, I mean, that's just kind of a pick em. So what what do you have on this with, uh, I mean, they're both in your uh, division, so. I mean, the whole Carlson to Tampa thing, I, I don't know if that's going to happen anymore. You think? <clears throat> do you remember? Do you remember those like two nights where it's like, oh, it's happening, it's happening, yeah. and then it just never happened. Yeah. I know. I don't. That's. I don't know. At this point, I think they're gonna. I think Ottawa's looking to make a deal. I don't know if it's. I, I don't know. But I, let's say, say he ends up in Tampa. Obviously, the Leafs have Tavares. Dude, I want everyone. Everyone's kind of, uh, and of course, this is coming from a Bruins fan, but they're. Uh, Underguessing the Bruins, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I get hey, it. Everyone did it last year. No one expected them to almost. You know, they came down last two days where they were playing for the President's Trophy. Here's- this year, all their young guys are going to be a year older. They have some more younger guys coming up, fighting for roster spots. Did you guys sign anybody in the off season, or just kind of stayed the course? Uh, they signed that Moore on defense from New Jersey. Oh, John Moore's good. Five-year deal. Uh, I don't know about the five-year deal, but he can skate. He's actually, I think he'll be a good pickup for you guys. John Moore, but they have eight defensemen. They have eight eight NHL defensemen on their team. (laughs) But I think that's just kind of, uh, you've looked over the past two years with the Bruins, what has been their kryptonite every time they make the playoffs is somebody fucking gets hurt. Brandon Carlo breaks his leg both years. Yeah, yeah. so I don't hate that. I think that's actually a pretty good fucking deal. Instead of having to wait until the trade deadline where you're going to get some fucking asshole like Nick Holden, you just go out and do that all. I don't don't hate that. I think that's a good move. (coughs) Listen, the Boston Bruins have the best line in hockey, and it's not close. The Bergeron, Martian, Pasternak line, if you don't think that's the best line in hockey, you don't know shit. Like, those guys can wheel and deal. 
I think up until January, they hadn't been on the ice together and, and gotten a goal scored against them. It may have been February. Yep. It, like, that's absurd. That That is yep. absolutely insane. If, like, you really think about that, think about how many shifts they have a game, and it took until, like, February for them to get scored on. Yeah. And on top of that, they just wheel. They score goals. They got that one line. After that one line, David Krejci's getting old. David's back, David yeah. Backus gets hurt. I love McAvoy. I think Chara had a bit of a bounce back year this year. If you have, if Chara's playing, Chara's healthy, he's going to be good. I have been a, I have not been a fan of Chara for the past five years. This past year, he was better than expected. Yeah, and he's he's the perfect guy you want on defense, teaching your young fucking kids how to compete. Yeah. Like his compete levels through the goddamn roof. But after that first line is kind of where I get like, I don't know. Riley Nash left, right? Yep, he did. Rick Nash isn't coming back. Well, we don't know. Um, I mean, at, after that first line, who do you got? You got Krejci, Backus. Jake, Jake DeBrusque. is good. DeBrusque is good. But then after that, like, what? You have a bunch of kids, and you don't know yeah. how they're going to pan out. Who was that one Swedish kid that was supposed to be fucking sick this year? And I, I think, didn't. He was pretty good. No, different kid. Uh, Bjork? Bjork? Oh, he was, he was good, got injured. Never really made it back up. He was supposed to be fucking sick, and then he got hurt, so you never know what if they get that kid up there, too. Who's that yeah. one guy that they have at BU? They call him, like, J- JF. It's not JF. JFK? Yeah. He's been supposedly their best prospect for the past three years. Yeah, I mean, they, they have their prospects. They have their shit. I'm assuming yeah. they have cap space if they just lost all those people. So, I mean, they could be they could be a team come deadline, too, that, you know, they go out and get somebody. I thought that they were going to make a push for James Van Riemsdyk. I was a little surprised that he went back to the Flyers. But I thought JVR would have been, like, the perfect, like, Boston Bruin in regards to, like, guys like Aginla, Recky, uh, what Rick Nash should have been. Like, a JVR-type player on the Bruins would have made all the sense in the world to me. Didn't happen. Yeah. But, I mean... But- it's we, back back to the question. I think the thing is, if you have Tampa and Toronto, let's say Tampa and Toronto are as advertised this year, and they just they finish one one. They <laughs> both finish in the top three out of the league, and they're both dominant dominant teams. Your best bet in that Atlantic division is to actually finish the wild card that goes through the Metro. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. then you still have to deal with Washington, Pittsburgh, but. Your best bet's to finish as the fourth team and hopefully play through the Metro instead of Toronto and Tampa if they are as advertised. And maybe Boston learned their lesson this year after fucking dropping that shit game against the Panthers. I just, I don't know. Yeah. But thanks for the Twitter questions. Now we're going to hop into our Patty B hotline. Hey, this is the Patty B hotline brought to you by the Morning Skate. Thanks, Pat. All right, here we go. We're going to get it going. First call, bang. Hey guys, Patty B here again, shockingly. Alright, so I got a good question for you. So what do you guys think about the upcoming Winter Classic game between the Bruins and Blackhawks, I believe it is? And then um, the Stadium Series Winter Classic rematch between the Penguins and Flyers. I think it's kind of ridiculous that we keep seeing the same teams over and over, and Batman thinks that they're going to get higher ratings when... We know, like, for the Wild and Blackhawks, they got, like, a low ratings. Like, come on, Batman, get your head out of your ass. Do something different. Damn. All right, later, guys. Peace. All right, Patty B wants to know about this. Um, I get what he's saying. Every year, pretty much, it's the Blackhawks. 
It's the Bruins. It's the Rangers. It's the Penguins. It's the Capitals. It's every fucking year it is that. Having said that, I'm very interested in a Blackhawk-Bruins game at Notre Dame. Like, that would be... I think Hal's going to it with his dad. Like, that. that's actually a pretty fucking sick game. If... The NHL, I don't even know if it's like a smart thing because all these teams that have the most fans are already getting low ratings. Like, what makes you think a game between the Arizona Coyotes and the Vancouver Canucks is going to fucking give you ratings come Winter Classic time? It's just not going to happen. I mean, I I honestly think it may be time to kind of do this every other year. I think they're throwing way too many games at us that are all outdoors, and that probably has to do with the ratings dropping and shit like that, but... I don't know, G. What do you have? Because you're a Bruins fan, they're playing again. Here's, I actually have to agree with him. I do. Here's the thing. So I agree with him 100%. I do think it's bullshit. It's the same teams every year. If I was a team, of, if I wasn't a Bruins fan, I was a team of someone like Minnesota who hasn't gotten a game. I'd be pissed. But I've had to accept the fact that the Winter Classic, which is nationally televised, it's on a holiday, is not for and is not being marketed to hockey fans it's being marketed to non-hockey fans and the way you get your average person to watch a game is they go oh it's boston chicago i know those names yeah you know i've seen jonathan taves i've seen patrice bergeron i recognize them i'll tune in and watch you know if they be an average hockey fan to be like oh it's phoenix columbus they're gonna be like i don't know any of these guys these teams don't mean anything to me they're not gonna turn in They're, they're not gonna tune into the game so it's I completely get and agree with what he's saying, and as a hockey fan, I would want to see more teams get it. But unfortunately, I don't think the Winter Classics are being you know marketed towards us. That and I think the whole intensity level of them, I don't think, are really through the roof. Like yeah. back in the day when you had the Colorado Detroit rivalry where they fought every game and shit like that, that would have been a perfect time to put those guys on the Winter Classic guys and be like, all right, go do your thing. Nationally yeah. televised fucking hockey, just people beating the shit out of each other. Like that would have been sick. Nowadays, like hockey's kind or fighting's kind of out of the game. There's no huge devastating hits. Like I can't, I can't really, I don't really remember any time where there was like a. I'm sure there have been fights, but I, they're not memorable fights. Like my most memorable moment is Mike Gruff scoring two goals and doing the Yager salute. Like that should not be a memorable moment. Right. Other other yeah. people's memorable moments, like Sidney Crosby scored in the shootout. Of course he did. Like that's really not that fucking surprising. Like, I, I I think they they're throwing way too many of these things at people, where it's kind of lost that specialness. But having said that, if you're in the NHL, uh, you want to play in these games. Like if if I'm on yeah. a team and you're like, oh hey, I get to play outside, and I get to bring my family and get them to like experience all that shit. That's awesome. But ratings wise. You kind of backed yourself in the hole just fucking throwing these things out there every single time. And, like, I, I I don't know if fighting's frowned upon, but I remember that one year Carcilla was in there. Like, they kind of talked about how, like, they didn't really want them to fight. Like, fuck that, dude. If you're in front of that yeah. many people, like, let's go. Because yeah. pe- people love hockey fights. And if you don't like hockey fights, it's probably because you're some fucking nerd who got stuffed in a locker. Like, hockey's supposed to be tough. These guys are supposed to be warriors. Supposed to the compete level, the intensity level, all that shit should be through the roof. And when I watch one of these games, it's like they're going 75%. I agree. Did you like? Did you even know the uh, Centennial Classic happened last year? No, I had no idea. I had no what? idea until that week when we were g- going through NHL the news and shit. I found like an article on it. And I'm like, there was an outdoor game this week. I had no idea it even happened. Exactly. Yep. Like I, I don't know. 
I think a fucking, like, a Nashville outdoor game would be fucking cool. I don't know how they'd figure that out, but be something something to, you know, check out. But uh, Patty B left two voicemails. I didn't really understand the second one, so I'm just going to hop into this one. This is from, uh, this is from my boy Greg. Hey, guys. This is your pal Greg. Uh, first time, long time here. I know that you guys like college, or sorry, high school football and uh, high school football movies and TV shows. I was wondering what you guys thought the ingredients would be that would make up the perfect high school hockey movie. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. This may be my favorite voicemail that I've heard so far. What are your perfect ingredients to make a high school hockey movie? I think first off, if you guys have ever seen the movie Breakfast Club and you know who John Bender is, you need a guy like that on your on your defensive uh defensive uh unit maybe like a third third pairing defenseman you just you just need fucking absolute goons you need a little dazed and confused you know night out in the game driving the cars around with the boys heading up heading up the high school parties you need the letterman jackets dude like you need all that shit you need a you need a coach who probably shouldn't be a coach but he's there because he got a dui shout out gordon gordon bombay uh i don't know i would be so behind a high school hockey movie, it's just that it would never happen, which kind of sucks. But it'd be, it would be very similar to a high school football movie in a sense that, like, yeah, there's drinking, uh, maybe a little pond hockey here and there. Just, uh, I don't know. The beers need to be crushed. You need to have beauties. You need to have, like, the one guy on the team that just talks like a gong show hockey t-shirt ad who's just an absolute idiot and people, like, shit on. And I, I think... The head coach probably has to be a burly guy, but you need to have like a wild card assistant coach. Last thing, you need a booster club. Just like Buddy Garrity, you need somebody who's a booster club. This movie should take place in Minnesota, so everybody has like the accents or maybe even like a high school in Canada, and it would be unbelievable. What What do you have for your high school hockey movie ingredients? <laughs> first thing, well, first thing that popped in my mind was uh, bus bus rides. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could really. Yeah, use that, and then something like you said. Every everything else that came in my head was either you said it or it's you know similar to a high school football movie. But uh, the pond hockey, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like in in high school football movies they don't really show them you know going play and pick up football. But with hockey, I I assume it's the same for everyone else. You know, we would always on the weekends if we didn't have games or practices, we would always play pond hockey on yeah. the pond or out on the lake. And I feel like that is a big that's a unique experience to the sport of hockey big time and and you also need a scene of like all the boys going to winter carnival or like some shit yeah. like that yeah that would be a plus we don't have a winter carnival here which is really disappointing but i don't know if they have one in like saranac lake or lake placid like where the people really get after it i yeah, mean that do. saranac lake high school if i had to choose a high school to make a high school mo- hockey movie it'd be probably saranac lake yeah which is essentially like mystery <clears throat> alaska just like a bunch of 18 year olds they they actually have so they have their big winter carnival in Saranac Lake, and Lake Placid is you know twenty minutes away. And to cap it off, the big thing on Saturday night is the two high school teams actually play each other for a trophy. See that's year. sick. That's fucking that every, awesome. Yeah, everyone goes to it's packed, and that is I always thought that was pretty cool. Hell yeah! Or or in Minnesota, and you kind of make it around that Minnesota high school hockey championship. Yeah, like that'd be kind of cool. Like the boys all trying to get their hair ready for the for the fucking uh, the all flow team and shit like that. Like that could be kind of a funny scene. I don't know this. This could have. I'd watch it. <laughs> like a hundred percent. I think if you're doing a movie, your best bet is around the high school, the Minnesota high school championship. 
Hell yeah. Unless unless you want it to be on like Netflix and give me some Saranac Lake, I'd be about that. But um, I, have, uh, I, have, I have some team whose first game they're playing in front of 20 people and then end of the year they're playing in front of a packed XL Center. Is it XL Center? I don't know. I just... <coughs> I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. One second. Minnesota Hockey Rink. See what pops up. That's not it. Um... Yeah, XL Energy Center, you nailed it. Yeah. All right, but thanks for the phone calls, guys. Uh, keep bringing us voicemails, 518-309-2595. That's 518-309-2595. Now we are going to move on to our uh, Dominic Morris Heroes and Zeros brought to you by Laga Sports. Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. All right, hero and zero time. Uh, my hero and zero are kind of tied in with one another. So, can, do you just want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. All right. So we had we had an adult league game. I don't know a few weeks ago, and a kid on our team got a penalty. And it was kind of a bullshit penalty, but he was being a dick about it too. So he skated to the box. He's yapping at the ref. Like right then and there, ref probably should have gave him like another two. They didn't. He gets to the box, and I'm I'm on the ice like ready for this ref to drop the puck. And the ref took, like, a good minute to drop the puck, like, trying to, like, listen to hear what he had to say. Whole situation could have been avoided. But I think he I think he told our guy to, like, shut the fuck up. So our guy gave him one of those, like, oh, hey, buddy, I'm going to whack off on you really quick. Yeah. He gets, he gets the gate, and I'm like, all right, that's probably a 10-minute misconduct, whatever. So my hero of the week is to that kid. Like, there's a minute going on, you're yapping at the fucking ref. Maybe you don't pretend to whack off on him, but I understand you're trying to, you know, mark your territory. That's your spot. <sighs> You're not pleased with that. And and to be honest with you, like instead of just calling the ref a fucking idiot, it's a little bit more creative to do that. So that would be my hero. My zero of the week goes to the ref, who immediately after the game filled out one of those USA Hockey reports as a match penalty and tried getting wow. this kid like banned from like playing hockey. And uh, wow. there was this whole process that we had to go through. Like he had he had to like talk to you know the board or whatever. And, like, <clears throat> the board was even like, yeah, like, this is so dumb. Like, like these penalties are supposed to be for people who, like, shoot pucks at refs or, like, or like go, like, above and beyond or, like, try to hurt people. Like, not just somebody who's, like, acting like an asshole. So, he ended up getting a two-game suspension. But my zero of the week goes to that ref. That guy's a fucking idiot. I hate you. I hate everything about you. Uh, the fact that after a game you spent an hour filling out a report to try to fuck this kid over means that you are a miserable human being. And, I mean, you're... Have fun refing you fucking loser. That that would be my zero of the week. That's my hero and zero. Yeah. All right. So mine, you might not actually agree with me. I bet. Here we go. Here we go. My hero of the week, uh, Paul Bissonnette. Okay. So his tweet about the shoulder pads at men's league. I I haven't seen it, but before you get into this, I just want to give a shout out to Ryan Whitney, who said that if you lose a tooth playing adult hockey, that you're a fucking loser. Appreciate that, Wit. Like I thought, I thought we were boys, bro. But all right, yeah, whatever. Keep keep that going. That ruined me, by the way. It took me like three days to get over that. <laughs> I did see that too. But uh, so he, Paul Bissonnette, he sent out this tweet and he said, you know, if someone ever chirps, I think he might have played in a men's league game. And he's like, if someone ever chirps me for wearing shoulder pads in a men's league game or a cage, he goes, I'm straight up gonna ask them to fight me right there. He goes, I'm not being weak. I'm not being soft. He's like, I haven't, he's like, he, now he's talking as if he was like a, a normal person. He's like, if you have a nine to five job, he's like the real, real world doesn't care if you're trying to score that six goal at 10 30 PM on a Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I'm not saying I I don't wear shoulder pads in men's league when I play, but I'm just saying for someone to someone with credibility behind them to come out and say that, you know what, good for him. And I, agree I think with you. he makes a good point. I agree with you. I don't wear shoulder pads either. I just I I don't know. I feel way better with a puck when I don't have shoulder pads on. But I, I yeah. get that. I the only time I ever get like kind of fucking like rattled if somebody has shoulder pads on is if they're out there like throwing the body. If- yeah, if they're going hard. Yeah, then I'm like, you're a fucking asshole. But if you're just fucking playing the game, I don't care, dude. I don't care what the fuck you do. But the moment you like try to line me up for a hit or some <laughs> shit like that, then I ha- then I'm gonna have an issue with it. Yeah, and he he's also my hero of the week because he took a lot of backlash from that on Twitter, and he backed it up and he said, you know, hey, listen. And I know a guy who almost went blind from taking a puck to the face. He played this guy played D1, and he you know finished that up a couple years ago, and he just plays men's league with us now. And he's never worn a cage, and he took a puck to the eye, and now he wears a cage, and he's like, it's, you know, I almost went blind. It's not worth it anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, It's one of those things right. where if it doesn't happen to you, it's whatever, and the moment it does happen to you, you're kind of like, all right, well, I'm going to yeah. do that now. All right, my zero of the week is kind of long, a little bit of a rant, all right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going back to the hockey fights ms tournament in burlington which we were both at but we were on separate teams i was on a different team yep so we played this team all right our team is made up of all you know guys age 20 to 26 27 none of us really played any college hockey besides a couple guys played club yep um we're playing this team that is all d3 guys okay okay all playing like saint is that the saint mike's team yeah, some of them were from St. Mike's. Some played at uh, oh, some pretty smart schools there. There, there was a mix. Yeah. So we come out, and here's the thing: we go to men's tournaments. We like to booze. We like to play hard off the ice and on the ice. We're not dirty, not cheap, but we're gonna play hard. Yeah, I get that. So they start chirping us because they're like, "Oh, you know," they start chirping us and you know, saying we're going too hard. I gotta emphasize, we were not cheap. We're not playing cheap. We were not throwing cheap shots. We weren't dirty. We were just going hard. Hard on the puck. And, yeah. And, you know, we wanted to win, which we, we ended up winning the tournament. But, you know, they were coming out with the chirps of, oh, where'd you play? Da, da, da. Um, why are you going so hard? Take it easy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is your yeah. typical chirps. Mm-hmm. And then they actually got dirty because, you know, they got chippy with us. So here's my whole thing. I found, and I found this at multiple tournaments, kids who have played at around, say it probably starts around the D3 level, Mm -hmm. they get this thing where they'll go to tournaments, and they're good enough to beat most teams without trying, but when they get a team who's like good and tries, then they got to try and they don't like that, so they start whining. Whereas then if you do that with... Now, if you go above them and you go to say D one guys, if you do that with D one guys, they won't whine. They'll just they'll play man up and kick your ass. Yeah, they'll pound. You. So there kind of seems to be a level because you know it's when you get kids at that level, they think you know oh these guys didn't play college hockey, but they they're beating us, but we don't want to try, so they start whining and they get chippy and just let's just say end of the game. They threw a couple cheap shots on us, and they actually got kicked out. A couple of their kids got kicked out for the rest of the tournament. And uh, it's just the just the overall whiny, whining. Sense of entitlement, right? 
Like, oh, yeah, yeah, playing- yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they showed up and were like, oh, we all play college hockey. None of these kids were playing do. You know, we should easily <coughs> beat them. And then we came out flying. Yeah. Which, a little bit, you can say, oh, you know, are you the, you the try-hard team at men's league? No, by no means, no. We just, we play hard. We, you know, we don't like to lose. Yeah, no, I get that, dude. So, I get that 100%, because most of the time yeah. I'm on that whiny team. Like, right. like <laughs> nine out of ten times I'm on that whiny team where I have a bunch of, like, D3 kids on my team that are, like, pretty fucking good, but the moment that the other team who they think is beneath them start outplaying yeah. you, instead of them yep. just being like, okay, we got to play now, it's immediately to the, oh, yeah, dude, like, why well, play D3, like, uh, you're, you're a fucking loser. Well... <laughs> We're, exactly we're losing so technically they're not the loser like we are exactly i've been there that's exactly. a dude that's a fact that's just like science you nailed it there was there was no i'm agreeing with you a million percent there and we uh you know after the game we saw them all at the bars and we had drinks with them had a great time yeah you know it's not like uh you know we all we talked about the game and all that stuff and had a great time with the master it's just yeah yeah, it happens. I, I love going to the bars at men's league tournaments because you can tell anybody anything and they automatically just believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this, like I had, I had somebody thinking that I played on the New York Rangers. And I'm like, oh yeah, you ever heard of you ever heard of the Rangers? And and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, totally. I'm like, well, you're a fucking idiot, but this is something I can do, I guess. Uh-huh. So no, I I agree with that. That was uh, that was an interesting uh, Dominic Morris here's and zeros. Now we're gonna move on to our last segment, three stars. One last time, play the music. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars. It is mid-August. What's the day today? August 12th. Uh, summer's winding down, so we kind of want to reflect. We want to take a moment and give our you know our top three summer moments of the year. Uh, my third star... I got a text from Feverboy Rex the other day telling us how proud he was that, you know, we're hanging out with the hot popular girls in high school. Uh, the, these girls never gave us the time of day, and then there's a couple, you know, a couple years after you're done, and then all of a sudden you're best friends with them. You're taking Instagram stories, Instagram pics, and it's like, what the fuck happened? So shout out shout out to us being, like, cool enough to hang out with. Uh, that's That's been real big for us. And, uh, yeah, third star hanging out with hot popular girls from high school. All right. My third, my third star moment of the summer is actually uh, last weekend. I went up to uh, Montreal for three days, and I, I, I saw Johnny Manziel make his debut in the CFL. First start since he started with the Browns last, I'm pretty sure. How do you do? Uh, he threw four interceptions. <laughs> he got sat for the fourth quarter. They lost They lost like 56-3. to three. It was comical. You know what a movie... Have you ever seen like the replacements, or, yeah. like any typical sports movie, Hell yeah. where the team comes out and their first game is comically bad? Yeah, it was that type of game. Oh man, it was it was brutal. But saw him Friday night. Oshiago was in Montreal the whole weekend, so there were a ton of people out. Saturday night went to that MLS game, saw Wayne Rooney play because he's over here now. That's sick. So saw you know yeah went out Saturday night and. Had a blast. That's a sick weekend. That's actually a really good weekend. Fuck, man. I'm, I'm, I, I say these hot popular girls give me somewhat of attention, and you're, you're fucking going international on me. Yeah. Uh, my second star, Dirks Bentley concert. I went with DJ Zumi. We were second, <coughs> we were second row. Got to see Dirks Bentley, Lanko, and uh, Brothers Osborne. That was an unreal show. Uh, this, this has been the summer of me sitting inside at concerts, and oh. I don't think I'll ever go back to the lawn like there's like a little pathway at SPAC that you walk through and like you have the lawn on both sides of you. 
And, like, I'm walking down there, and I'm just thinking, you fucking peasants. Like, just fucking doing my thing. And, and like, it's, it's fucked up because, like, that's I've sat there my entire life. But now that, like, I've sat inside, I'm so over the lawn, dude. I'm so over running into fucking kids from high school that you don't like. I'm so over watching, like, 14-year-old girls throw up everywhere because they've had too many off ices. Like, I, I'm just, I cannot handle the lawn, dude. It's, it's a fucking shit show out there. There's always fights people smoking the reefer dude it is comically bad on the lawn so uh second star is just being cool enough to sit second row at a concert i i agree with you on that one i feel you there the lawn's the lawn's just a goddamn bloodbath dude it's just a circus yeah all right my second second star moment of the summer uh it's gonna be the vermont tournament i uh entered my team in the a division we ended up winning the whole thing I, uh, my brother actually, he goes to college at UVM, so he has a house in downtown Burlington, stayed there, block walk out to the bars, went out to the bars both nights, and overall, great weekend. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'll go on with that. My first star of the summer was, was also that tournament. We, we ended up not winning at all. We kind of got fucked in our second game, and the team that beat us won the whole thing, but like, we were better than them, but obviously you're not going to think that. Uh, but just, we spent one day at the beach the entire day and it, it was fucking awesome. Like I saw you, saw a bunch of other teams. Like we just played can jam and, and, uh, cornhole the entire day right on the beach. It was fun. I mean, what, what was it? It was like 90 degrees out and sunny. Like it was yeah. fucking beautiful. And yeah. uh, we didn't stay at a house. We went camping. So we camped out the whole weekend, met a bunch of really cool fucking people. Uh, it was like my first weekend out too, really. So that was, uh. That was good. The Burlington weekend every summer should be a fucking must do. So, uh, was, that, that's my first star. I was gonna say are you definitely going back next year. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll have to fucking join a team or something. Good stuff. And we'll, we'll have to. Uh, if, I was gonna say if you camp out, I definitely want to try that camping out thing again. Yeah. No, we, we should try it, try it with you guys. That would cool. We should put a team together uh, so we can get the morning skate jerseys going. My uh, first moment. I don't even know if I told you I did this. So I actually went to Washington, D.C. for something for work, and it was during the Capitals parade. Did I tell you this? Yeah, I think I think I remember you kind of telling me about it. Yeah, so I went – I was there for a week, and it was right after they won. Um, parade was on the Tuesday. I was there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, left Thursday. And so I went to the parade, which was awesome. I was actually supposed to be in like a – meeting thing skipped it went to the parade got all caps geared out even though i'm a big bruins fan saw the cup it's hard seeing Ovi with the cup it's hard not to be happy that he wanted this year yeah and then i actually went to the bar at night and uh it's a rooftop bar had no idea the team or the cup was there and like no one else did so go up and the bar wasn't packed at all and i'm at the bar and around the corner is the stanley cup sitting right there no shit and the entire team was having dinner, like in a down the bar, but that section was crossed off. But you can see them all, and and then I uh, so two things for that night. One, some kid comes up to me. He's, he was, you know, probably my age, and he goes, "Hey, he's like, you know, you really look like T.J. Oshie, huh?" Oh, that's a that's a huge pump to the fucking confidence. Dude, I right was there. fucking, oh, <laughs> yeah. I thought he was, you know, I think he was asking me to see if I really was. He told me I look like T.J. Oshie, which. Have you seen T.J. Oshie this summer? Guy looks fucking great, and he's a beast. Have you seen T.J. Oshie's wife? Is what you mean? That that is exactly that's a that's exactly. a compliment. And if I look like T.J. Oshie, I should be able to get someone who looks like his wife. Exactly, that's exactly, dude. Lit. 
So, uh, and then the other thing was I'm in the bathroom taking a piss and a uh, guy comes in and starts pissing next to me. And I'm like, this really fucking looks like Braden Holtby. And I walk out and kind of creepily hang around the bathroom door. And sure enough, he comes out and a guy, like a security guy comes up and escorts him back to the team table. No shit, dude. So you, you took a piss next to Braden Holtby. Yep, I did. Stanley Stanley Cup winning goaltender. That's not bad. That's a pretty good little summary you had there, G. Yeah, that was, was a pretty good moment. Yeah, man. Fucking ain't right, man. But that that was our um, that was our three stars. That's the podcast. Uh, be sure to check out the JRZ bags and the Morning Skate Store. Uh, purchase some merch. Spread the word. Do your thing. Uh, G, do you have anything else for anybody? No, nope, that's it for me tonight. All right, cool, guys. Uh, be sure to tune in. Leave us a review on the iTunes store, on our Facebook page, all that good stuff. Uh, hockey's coming, guys, so fucking get excited. Thank you for tuning in, and we will talk to you guys next week. I was born in a town full of red pine trees County sign says follow your dreams Westbound train makes the whole town shake Friday night lies decide your fate Born again in a church where the steeple's wide Preacher preached, book of John and my mama cried And meaning life was in verse two Didn't make sense till I found